If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I am here today with my friend and colleague, Jill Annabelle. How's it going, Jill? Hi, it's going well. Uh, I have a topic on my mind today, Colleen. Okay. That's kind of how this works, but I witnessed a, an incredible whole school tradition that happens every single day, but I'm wondering if you have any favorites of those, just where the whole school comes together to do something. You mean like every day or? It doesn't matter. But my example is a daily thing, but I'm wondering what comes to mind for you. So, and I've witnessed some of those too, where, especially in the morning when at, at smaller schools, when you can gather your whole school here in Phoenix, you can bring people together outdoors throughout the year. And I know that, you know, that's not always been the case in places where I've worked, but here you can. And so there are schools who they start the day in the courtyard, perhaps around a statue, you know, they gather to do intentions for morning prayer. Mm -hmm. But when I think about like things that the whole school has gathered for in the past. And I've had this experience in multiple schools. So I know it's really meaningful to me is the living stations of the cross. And I did that with eighth graders. I did that in high school. That's just something that I find again, because I don't think it's something that I experienced as a student myself. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when I came into adulthood and, and started working in schools where they did that, I found it just amazing and beautiful and fascinating. So that's a big one for me. That is a big one. And you mentioned actually where I'm going with this, which is a morning prayer routine. Okay. And this is a, a Catholic elementary school in Belmont, Michigan. It's Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I was talking to first grade teacher, Kate Williams, and second grade teacher, Lily Sartori, about a recent visit I made to their school. And they've been doing this forever, but in the morning they gather in their gym. So drop-off actually happens to the gym. So kids are walking in from the car line and from the bus, but there's also plenty of parents who linger because they they want to be there for morning prayer and morning prayer students line up. So they have this great process of like every row is a different grade level. So you have the preschoolers in a straight line right behind them, kindergarten, first, second, third, and they all get tall. So by the back, you have your tall yeah. eighth graders <laughs> and they're standing like a block. This is a blue ribbon school. It's a small school though. It's like 160 kids. So they're okay. all in the gym together as they file in with their teachers, with plenty of parents, community members are kind of in there to pray as well. But that routine in the morning is a rotation among the homerooms. So 
when I was there, it was these young students leading prayer. And so I think it rotates. So I might be wrong in how this rotates, but there's a reading from the day. There's a prayer from a prayer book. I think each teacher can kind of take their own spin on what they ask those students up in the front to do. And then they say a whole school prayer. And I was blown away at just the volume of voices reciting the Hail Holy Queen. And so for them all mm. to have memorized just some traditional prayers that just, mm. it just, I just brightened, like it just brightened my day to see this community in mass to recite a prayer that I didn't know as a, as a young child. So again, yeah. we keep reflecting on things we didn't experience as children right. in, in our Catholic <laughs> schools, but these kids got it. And then their principal, who's wonderful, his name is Dominic Franconi. And he gives like, we've been joking about how it's like a little homily, but he gives his message kind of on, <laughs> on that reflection every morning. And it's only a minute or whatever, but okay. he, you know, he gets some going and then he gets some, you know, riled up and then sends them off to class. So I love wow. that you're really building community when you have a variety of voices in the front. It's not just the principal or just the teacher or just a recited prayer. They are building young men and women who have had lots of experiences of leading prayer. Because when you think about that rotation, if you have 160 students and each student's kind of taking their turn every year, you're going to lead your all school prayer, every single one of them. That is, it's just that's really, really cool. great what we do. It's just, I love these moments because you see a whole community come together. You see parents start their work day that way. And then they go yeah. off and do their thing. It's just, yeah. it's been so yeah. fun to watch those processes. A lot of thoughts coming into my head. First of all, a teacher that I spoke to recently who told me that it made her a little bit uncomfortable because she knew that some of her colleagues did a better job with class prayer than she did. Oh, oh yes. And I was like, oh, well, I never even thought of that because we do assume, I think we make a lot of assumptions, but um, we assume that, you know, every, every teacher in a Catholic school is going to lead prayer at the beginning of class, or at mm -hmm. least at the beginning of the day, or, you know, something like that. Well, this right. was an elementary school. And she said, you know, the thing is, so I'm, I'm not Catholic. I'm Christian. My husband mm -hmm. is a pastor. Like we're very religious people, but I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake in Catholic prayer. And oh my gosh, like what? And she like takes it so very seriously. And I thought right. as you were talking, I'm thinking what a great example for people or newer teachers who may be uncomfortable. We've talked about this too, like how you eventually become a more comfortable leading prayer, the more opportunity you get to mm -hmm. do it and to witness it. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that that's true of newer teachers too. And so what an opportunity for newer teachers to have that burden lifted from them and to have all school prayer group prayer modeled for them that way. Right. Right. And to, yeah, you see lots of, you see the variety of prayer life too. All right. The whole yes. fourth pillar of the catechism is about prayer yep. and that variety of prayer in the, in the Catholic tradition and how it, we don't all pray the same way. Our relationship with Jesus is very individualized. That's why it's an actual personal encounter. And when we model that in a variety of ways, we aren't robots to prayer. We're, we're actually the living, we are the body of Christ. And so I think we need to hear all those examples because as adults, I, this is, isn't this the beauty of working in a Catholic school though, is that you yeah. are growing your faith experience through the ministry. And so you are praying, you're learning how to pray, how to evolve in prayer. 
yourself, it's vulnerable because now you're learning how to lead prayer with children in partnership with their parents on display as a whole school in the morning, but it can be modeled to us and that helps us to grow. And we've talked a lot in this podcast about how over time, you know, like our prayer lives have evolved in hearing more examples and seeing more schools. We see a, a really wide variety of how prayer is led. And so for first year teachers to see that first year principals to experience that, yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. we, we all get better. We're all helping each other get to heaven. And that's, that's, what's happening in these moments. Yeah. And, you know, and I think about, you know, I had so many kids that I went to, I mean, we went to preschool, kindergarten, all through elementary school, even all through high school together. And so many of them either work in public schools or send their kids to public schools. And so they're, you know, removed from everything, you know, you and I have talked in these last 40 episodes, wherever we are, you know, in the process here so many times about well, but in my adulthood, when I became a teacher or when I was Mm -hmm. working in that school, this is where I learned. And this is where my faith grew. And we have an opportunity as people who work in Catholic education every day to grow our faith. And I think that you and I are examples of that because when I look around and I see, you know, people who do not, their, their faith is not part of their daily life. And it's not something that they practice in their work. That's just, it's a gift that we have in Catholic education. But I want to ask you really quickly before, before the bell rings here, what are some secular examples that you have? Can you think of it? Like I was always the proponent of the talent show. You know, I love the talent show. I love the, the musical. I love anything that was where kids could get up and perform and be involved in the arts. Can you think of anything? Well, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I spent a decade in public schools. I didn't realize how much this was missing until I circled back. I can't think of right. There was a talent show. There was a couple of big events, but you're cut from sports teams and you're in a giant school with lots of kids and you're shuffled around and beyond the classroom, there isn't much space for this. I I don't even, I can't even think of examples like our examples. You weren't gathering as a whole school. I mean, your morals and your values are really wide. So you're not going to speak to a lot of the things that happen on a daily basis to begin and end this day. I I know that sounds really dire, but I I can't even think that an experience. There's the the bells ringing on you. And so it's okay. I'm not going to pressure you anymore on that. So I'm glad we're here. We're in the Catholic schools for a reason. And I'm so grateful. All right. So it is time to go back to class and there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to catholicteacherslounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time. 